Welcome to the Entertainment Rants Podcast, your number one opinion source for all things entertainment. Join host Marco Mazzola as he sounds off on the latest movies, TV, music, gaming, comic books, and more. Now, here's the man of the hour, Marco Mazzola. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Entertainment Rants Podcast. I'm your host, Marco Mazzola. I am joined again by Amy and Sam. Hi. There we are. Guess who's back? They're back. Back, back again. again. All right. So today, gang, we are talking about Hamilton. Hamilton the musical. Uh, obviously, the Disney Plus version uh, that they, they filmed and put on Disney Plus. Uh, so that's what we're talking about today. We're going to talk about the soundtrack. We're going to talk about uh, the performances. Uh, Sam is our resident dance expert, so she'll be giving us some, um, you know, talk about how the dance, the different dance movements and the, how it changes and things like that as we go through. Uh, we pulled up some reference stuff. Obviously, the IMDb, um, Slate.com has a blog basically on all the different references or the what the styles kind of harken back to different artists, you know, mm-hmm. song by songs. That's a really great one uh, if you want to take a read on that. So um, let's go for our opinions first on, you know, what we did. Uh, or do you want to do sort of a rundown of what happens? What, do you, what would you like to do first? We can do, I mean, we can also do a little bit of a rundown on what happens, but we can do. Can go over um, the whole story itself. Give the rundown first. Yeah. I mean, you know, do you want to talk about why we like this or how we came We're going to go like into this? that. We're definitely going to go into that, but maybe we do like a whole. Yeah. So if you haven't seen it, obviously, and it's from 2020, I think is when it came out, right? That's what it's on the IMDb. Well, when, when it was on. Released. Yeah, when they first released the movie version. Right. But the it's movie, that's been, what we're talking about. The movie. was the original. Yeah. Right. Is that when they recorded it? That's what or it says when it mm-hmm. pull up the. Um, so that's when it says when you pull up the. Um, when you start it on Disney Plus, it says 2016 Hamilton. Okay. Gotcha, Disney Plus. Okay, but the, when they but they actually released so it, it on Disney record, Plus. Yeah, it was recorded. On 2020. Yeah, it was recorded at the Richard Rogers Theater, right? Which is where they did the original Broadway one. Gotcha. Okay, excellent. All right, so so uh, Amy, you've probably seen this the most. <laughs> you you got me to watch this show. I did. And, and as you remember, I, I was I was like, "What are you watching?" Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a musical. I'm not. You know, I think it's pretty understood. I'm not a musical person. Like I don't know music very well, and I can't carry a tune. Uh, I can memorize movies and TV shows, stuff like that. Music, song lyrics, forget it. I can't. I have a very hard time with it for whatever reason. It's just a block for me. Um, so I don't watch a lot of musicals in that mm-hmm. respect. However, I do love this one. Uh, after you. You know, basically saying you have to watch this, you have to watch this, need to watch this. I finally sat down and watched it with you and fell in love with it. So mm-hmm. uh, you you know probably the most about the, the storyline and how it goes. So why mm-hmm. don't you go into that? So, I mean, it's the story, as I'm sure most people know, of Alexander Hamilton and his, when he first comes to this country, it starts out with a brief description of his childhood and how he came from a pretty impoverished background and was able to um, come to this country and through the Revolutionary War and his own, you know, genius and ability to like uh, you know adapt to situations and things that he was able to do make it be successful but also you know encounter a lot of tragedy like he is very big he's the sec the treasury the secretary of the treasury under washington and then when adams comes in he's out for a whole bunch of reasons um but also his son dies and his you know there's a significant scandal where he cheats on his wife and he writes a whole pamphlet about it so there's Along with, you know, seeing this brilliant man who is one of the founders of our country and who did a lot. And, you know, Miranda's one of his, you know, uh, I guess, reasons for writing the musical was saying like, you know, this guy, we hear a lot about the other ones like Washington, Jefferson, all these other people. But we don't hear a lot about Hamilton. And he did a lot like the whole national bank that we have is him. Right. I mean, he he set that up and he actually made the country viable by giving a bunch of credit. Now, there's yeah. a whole lot in here that is glossed over. Sure, there's it's a lot glossed over. It's a two-hour... <laughs> it's a two-hour musical. Right, you can't put the man's in every detail of the man's no, entire life and, into a two-hour musical. You know, and things are, characters are recontrived and re... Not recontrived, but are like fill roles that are convenient. Like right, there's, there's a, certain parts that the, the actual people they show do the do what they do didn't actually do didn't it. Didn't actually do it. Right. There's a confrontation The, the situation scene. might have yes. happened, but it was different The situation happened, but with different people. Right. But you couldn't introduce these new characters. So, and it made no sense but it was essential to the progress of the show and all of the things. So, you know, you needed to have it. And so, but, and and also, I mean, there's, there's the piece of it too, where we're talking about a whole bunch of people who were slave owners, right. And the oppressive piece of that. And at the beginning of our country as well. And, 
you know, that's not anything to be glossed over either. And I think right. it's a fact. And I think also when that's been brought up, you know, the people have handled it and said like, yeah, you know, that's true. Every single one of them was a slave owner. We yep. can't ignore that. So, I, you know, I think in short, I find it to be very well done. There's a lot of detail. The more you watch it, the more you see the care that's put into the details. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see it on Broadway. I would love to see it live. We'll get there. We, you know, we, it was, it was supposed to be here. Off Broadway, so yeah. It was supposed to be in Boston. Um, July of 20, July of 2020, maybe? I think so. it was the pandemic that stopped. Yeah, July, of, or maybe it was July of this year. It, it might have been even July of 2021. And of course, we didn't get the, I, I feel like it was July of 2021, because July of 2020 was when Christian was born, and I wouldn't have been thinking we were going to go see something. Right, then. that's true. That so, is true, yeah. So think, a couple of quick facts on the show. It was directed by Thomas Kale, uh, write, written by Lin-Manuel Miranda, and uh, inspired by and, uh, Ron Chernow inspired by the book Alexander Hamilton. Uh, it stars Lin-Manuel Miranda. It's a tough one for me. Uh, obviously, he's the main character. He plays Alexander Hamilton. Uh, Philippa Sue. Sue. Sue, excuse me. Uh, she plays his wife, Eliza. Leslie Odom Jr. plays Aaron Burr. Uh, Renee Elise Goldsberry. Uh, Angel- she plays Angelica Schuyler. Your favorite, David Diggs, mm-hmm. plays Lafayette, uh, who is now apparently Sam's favorite as well. Oh, yes. Lafayette yes, and, and Jefferson. Right. And that's that's one of the great things in the show. There's a few people who play multiple characters, right? Um, uh, Jonathan Groff is one of my favorite. He plays King George. Uh, we'll get into that later. Uh, Chris Jackson plays George Washington. Uh, and, and Jasmine uh, Cephas Jonah, Jones, mm-hmm. uh, she plays Peggy. Um, and that's a weird thing because we know that Peggy. She, she also the, plays uh, Mariah. Mariah Reynolds. Right, right, because Peggy, the, the 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 person, dies. You know, much younger than any of the other two sisters, and they don't really go into it. They just kind of skip over it. Like yeah. it's kind of like she's just there dancing. All of a sudden, the next act, she's not there anymore. Um, they don't really. They kind of and they stop when they say the sister's name again. They 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 do a pause because where she would normally say her name, they stop mm-hmm. and like almost as if she's supposed to say her name, but because she's dead, they don't say it. So, um, let's see. Anthony Ramos plays John Lawrence. Uh, mm-hmm. Does he also? He's another one, right? He, he plays, plays also plays Philip Hamilton. Yeah, he plays Hamilton. That's he's another one who does that. Um, okay, now help me out with this name. Who plays Hercules Mulligan? I I don't really know. Okay, how to I, say. I, I you know I don't even want to try, but I, I want to try, but I don't want to butcher this man's name because I'm sure it's a beautifully pronounced name that is just going to fumble over my stupid tongue. Yeah, it's a traditional so it's like, African name. Yeah, and I'm just going to not do it any justice yep. whatsoever. So it's almost like don't bother. He I don't want I don't want to insult the man. No, he plays Hercules Mulligan and yep. Madison. And Madison, Madison, that's right. So he's another one plays two characters. Um, obviously, there's there's a lot more, but uh, those are the, your main uh, uh, cast there. So uh, an incredible, you know, an incredibly done. You almost don't notice it to some degree. Like, oh, this person's playing a different character. Uh, the, the, I think you do. David Diggs, you definitely do because he's one of the main characters. Yeah, but I think you do. Awesome. I think you know, like you can see parts of them coming through. Yeah. I think David Diggs plays both. Like he, he gives a similar flair to Lafayette and Jefferson. Um, for um, Madison and Hercules Mulligan, it's very... It's, it's a much different... It's, it's a, a much, much different character. Contrast. Yeah, yeah it's I a much bigger contrast. Know. I didn't even know. I've watched it many yep. times. I didn't realize that. But, you know, Anthony better. Ramos, too, I think, you know, his... Like, John Lawrence is such a good friend of Hamilton's, and then he's playing his son. Right. Um, it's it's a similar role, not totally, but, yeah. I mean, it's he's very talented, well, too. You like, forgot yeah. one of the major characters in a musical is also its movement. So, like, Andy Blanken... Bueller's movement is just absolutely incredible. Yeah, the, the, it's, it's incredible. It's a whole character the, the choreography is incredible. The soundtrack is, mm-hmm. you know, I love soundtracks to movies and things like that. I have a lot, like in my Apple library, there's a lot of soundtracks. Mm-hmm. I've listened to this one, I can't tell you how many times. It's probably one of my most listened to albums I have. There, there's another character um, that we haven't talked about, which they call the bullet or the shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you watch, there's a woman who plays it. I don't know who it is. But if you watch, there are several times where a a shot will come and it will miss Hamilton. Right. And it's this idea that he, you know, that he's missed his shot. Mm-hmm. The shot has missed him several times. Right. But f- at the end, of course it doesn't. Right. Um, you know, but he's, you know, so he's, he hasn't thrown away a shot until right at the end, but we right. can get there. And that's obviously the ma- one of the major reoccurring themes throughout mm-hmm. this show is yeah. him not wanting to throw away his shot. When I, yeah, when I read that, when I read that and then I watched it again purposely to watch for it, it's so artfully done. If someone had point, hadn't pointed it out to me, yes. I don't think I would have noticed it. Right. But it's very, there are a lot of things that as you rewatch it and you see like how really brilliantly it was done. Yes, it's very, that's the beauty of rewatching it is you can mm-hmm. see things that you missed um, because it is very layered. It's very textured. There's 
there's a lot of going there's a lot of stuff going on throughout the entire show you know that it's just uh, between the music you're trying to listen to and you know you get David Diggs on board and that the, the speak he speaks so fast and so wonderfully like his his rhythm is just incredible his cadence is amazing so because his rhythm is so incredible the in guns and ships those two raps are in there Right. Because one of them, I forget which one, uh, you know, was originally written. And because his rhythm is just so incredible, they added the second one. Right. So it's just, I mean, it is it is incredibly fast. So you try to like sing along with the music, right? And you get to that point. It's that part where you're just going like, that, uh, okay, I'll wait till he finishes because I'm not going to keep up with this man while he's going on. And it's not, and it's the words that he's saying too. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, matches my tactical brilliance yeah and he wraps it clearly and you Very hear it clearly. and you understand it but some people some people struggle with that, that are like, some yeah. people do struggle with that i know some people have a hard time with that they don't i've read a lot of like comments things like that and that's for some reason they have a hard time i can't understand what they're saying it's like well you just need to listen faster because the man's brilliant and he's very clearly saying the words oh, yeah. there are other shows that i have trouble with not this show i thought i mm -hmm. would but you get you hear what he's saying the whole time and it's it's amazing also we have the internet now so you can look it up you can look it up sure <laughs> also you don't want to do that while you're trying now, to watch you the show slow it down you can't but you don't want to do that while you're watching no. the show i get it right we, we talked or about or you, you know, could put on closed captioning oh you could but yeah. i hate closed captioning. i don't have to watch closed caption i don't want to watch it i want to listen to the show yeah i want to enjoy it but like i said i enjoyed it because i understood exactly what he was saying me too. While he was saying it, Me I too. just saying there is a continuous. There's like I, a, a population out there who just didn't get it when they heard it, and I think it turns them mm -hmm. off for the for the show, which is so sad. The thing that, so when I watch something, and I might it might just because I'm coming from a dancer background, but I don't, I'm not really listening to the words. I'm looking at pictures. I'm looking at moving pictures, and I'm digesting pictures, and I'm digesting the pictures of the choreography first, and then the story comes second. So it's almost like I need to rewatch it a couple of times in order to get the full breadth of the story and what's going on because I'm going to be looking at the pictures first. Gotcha. And the costuming first and how it ties together with the stage first. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I, I wanna spend at least two minutes on the stage as well. The music, let's let's talk about the music first. Yeah. Let's go with the music first because that's still, still one of my favorite parts. And again, the soundtrack's incredible. And I can, if we want to, I can actually play some of the soundtrack yeah. through through here and you can hear it. So I got into this, right? Yeah. Like I hadn't, you know, it was a craze. I hadn't, I'd had some of the clients listen to it. And I thought, you know, I should listen to it. I think I would really like it because I like history. I love musicals. Like this is right up my alley. But I went to uh, see Pops on the Heights, which I went to BC. So we had this Pops on the Heights. And Leslie Odom Jr. was the, the guest. And his voice was just beautiful. And so on the way home, I was like, I'm going to play the Hamilton soundtrack. And I just loved it. Loved it from the get-go. I listened to it over and over and over again on repeat. So I feel like I learned about the show mm -hmm. just from the music. Seeing it acted, I, and I loved just hearing the soundtrack. I just played it on repeat in the car. And But seeing it acted was a whole other layer but the music really tells the story very beautifully yeah. there were very few things that surprised me when i saw it like i felt like i knew the whole story right. sometimes when you hear the the music from a musical you're missing major pieces but i didn't feel that way right i felt like i knew the story there were a few it's things very that i dense. didn't yeah like every song is so dense in terms of its lyrics and things like that because they're speaking so fast they can throw so much in there you almost don't need to see it, right? It, they're really describing very well what's going on and in the songs. It, it, like, and it's dense subject matter. Yeah. And I will continue to be amazed by how it rhymes. Yeah. It, it never, like, that you know. incredible. Yeah, they did it. Manuel Miranda did an amazing job. And he's so talented. And he's done so many different things, right? He mm -hmm. is... Is he the young, he's the youngest person to win, I think it's four, three or four different awards. Mm -hmm. in terms well, of, and you have to listen to the music, too. Like, the it never feels stagnant. Sometimes when you have those big long ballads in a musical, they just it feels the movement feels static, the story feels static, yep. or they feel stuck in one moment. This, you even just listening to it, you're constantly going somewhere. Like there's always a trajectory. You're always going somewhere. Yes, agreed. I, I believe. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think so too. So what was? I describe. What was your? Well, we can start with our favorites if we want to. Like, what's your favorite part of the show? What is your favorite song? Who's we know we know who your favorite character is. We get that. I haven't said mine yet, but you know, oh, actually, I did. King George. Mm -hmm. I did say King George, played by um, 
Jonathan Groff. Jonathan Groff was uh, is still. I don't know why he gives such good crazy eyes. Though he it's hard not to love his him. His three solos. Oh, I like. I will listen to just those on repeat. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll listen to the whole album, but I'll just listen to his solos three times. Like it's just amazing. And the first one is incredible. I've watched some YouTube videos from um, like uh, stage actor uh, coaches and things like that who talk about his genius in that performance alone. How he stares at the audience when he's doing it. He'll stare at one person he doesn't kind of you know you usually survey the eyes you kind of incorporating everybody he'll stare at one person and kind of you know go deep in with that one person during his little rant he starts to get a little crazy in his rant and then the spit that was you know that came out and there was just sort of like an impromptu because he does actually spit a lot like he's very known for he uses a lot of saliva in his speech you know in his, his song so i thought that was hysterical it just made it even though that's normally him it just added to the character because he's starting to go crazy and he's getting you know a little bit more loony that the, the you know we're, the U.S. space is pulling away, well, and just the way that he swaggers up and walks through the walk, just the walk. Oh, it reminded me of Scar in the Lion King, yes. just slinking up. Yeah. And, and I he's was trying just to like, balance that heavy crown on his and head. And he's trying like to balance the it. heavy crown. And you see them take costume pieces away as he mo- as he goes through his three songs. Like yes. he has that royal cape. He's less and less, and then he's of less and less and less of a king. Right, as because they he's less through. and less of an issue for them. Well, exactly. But he's also crazier and crazier. I mean, remember, like, he had syphilis actively, and it was eating away at his brain, and so he was nuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it I mean, was real. So, it wasn't you know. just, he was just mad because, you know, the, the colonists were pulling yeah. away. He was, well, he wasn't a little med- medically sick. More than a little medically. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there was a lot, right? There's I mean, there's the whole thing about inbreeding. But anyways, yeah. um, so my favorite song, my favorite mm-hmm. part. My, I know what it is, but I want you, you to ha- tell me. Yeah, come on. The Battle of Yorktown is yes. my absolute favorite song. Guns and Ships is a close second, um, and also the room where it happened. But the Battle of Yorktown is just there is something so joyful about it at the end. Like you can feel you you you. That's the one where the world turns upside down. The world right? turns upside down. Want to hear when, a little bit of it? Let me sure. Do a yeah. Little, little little preview. Oh, Bang. you can play through my favorite. The Battle of Yorktown. 1781. Monsieur Hamilton. Monsieur Lafayette. In command where you belong. Are you saying no sweat? We're finally on the field. We've had quite a run. Immigrants. We get the job done. So what happens if we win? I go back to France. I bring freedom to my people if I'm given the chance. We'll be with you when you do. Go lead your man. I'll see you on the other side. Till we meet again. I am not throwing away my shot. I am not throwing away my Hey yo, I'm just like my country, I'm young, scrappy, and hungry, and I'm not throwing away my shot. I am not throwing away my shot. Till the world turns upside down. Till the world turns upside down. I mean, unbelievable, right? Like, just incredible, incredible. The lyrics. It gets you sucked into it. It's amazing. That not going to throw away my shot. It's like, that permeates through a lot of different songs that not and just the, that one the thing that he starts to go into there i imagine death so much it feels more like a memory that's a refrain of his multiple times throughout the show too yes that it just at these moments you know and at the end when he's dying obviously there's this big right. monologue i mean you know this it, is one of those shows where like you know it's history so you, you know go what's gonna in happen. knowing the ending yeah right you exactly you know he's gonna die yeah you know what i mean he, you know like that's that, gonna that's happen it's, it's part of history it's yeah. not a mystery but it's also i mean i just i love the beat i love everything to it i love that exchange with him and lafayette in the beginning yep. um i think it's hysterical that's my favorite line yeah. yeah i think it's really i just think it's well done and, and from the first time i heard it i was like oh i love this it just made me want to get up and move and at the end like they're so jubilant mm-hmm. because they won and they really did turn the world upside down i mean when you when you think about it like who did this i mean there, there's a part where burr says you know who thought a ragtag volunteer army you know in need of a shower would defeat a global superpower right i mean and there you are right like who puts the word superpower in a musical right and the next the next line is like um they emerge victorious from the quagmire, from the battlefield, waving Betsy Ross's flag higher. What? That's yep. in gun. That's part of Guns and Ships at yep. the very beginning of Guns and Ships. But it's just these these words that they had to rhyme. You know, I mean, not that other musicals aren't great, but no, no. you know, it's a little bit easier when you're you know rhyming Mary and the Librarian <laughs> than um, you know some of these things, right? right? It's a little different. Agreed. You know, agreed, so agreed. it's. I mean, that always impresses me, like what they did with what they had. Yep. Uh I will say my favorite character is the movement. Um, it's always going to be the movement. 
Uh, I do like that there are no traditional like line or dance breaks or big theatrical numbers. Um, the amusement is punchy, it's idiosyncratic, and it's relentless. Yes. Mm -hmm. They keep coming mm -hmm. at you. Yes. I also like that the stage moves in a circle. Yeah, the circular portion of the, the stage. The circular right? portion yeah, the of the stage, moves, and then yeah, they yeah. have one. They have one disc going one way and one disc going another. Yes, there's an outer ring in the inner circle. Yeah, an outer ring in the inner circle, and I think I mean we could spend a ton of time pulling that apart, but mm -hmm. just the fact that that shows movement. the symbolism of an outer ring and inner circle. Yeah. So, but do you know why they did that? It's very simple. <laughs> it's because Miranda writes too fast. Yeah. He's, he has his scene transitions are too fast. And it's too fast to have he's traditional a, scene changes. Have, yeah. He's like, I write for movies, not yeah. for apparently. So when they try to stage my productions, this was the only way they could do it with minimal set. And well, yeah, I but also, it works for this. It like, works the whole for thing it. takes place in one set. The whole, I mean, the whole construction with the stairs and the whole, you know, the upper sort of loft area. You see that the whole time, even when they're supposed to be in Yorktown fight. You know what I mean? You see all these different parts. It's amazing how well they can transition without moving the major portion of the set. Just putting in a table and some chairs, and all of a sudden you're in the Oval Office, or you're in the, with Washington in their office. Well, that's in when you have. The time that's when you have a really move. good lighting designer, and yeah. and the stage it's lit really, really well. It's lit differently, and just like you said, minimal sets. You just put a street lamp, a table, or something, and you're in a completely believable in a completely different area. You know, unlike when I saw, I think it was. Um, was it Les Mis? I think I saw it. Was it? I think no, no, it wasn't Les Mis. It was. It was one of the other ones I saw. And the the whole stage lifts up because yeah. there. I went to I went to New York one time to see a play, and if I remember the which I want to say it was Les Mis. Anyway, they go they transition up a pair of a flight of stairs, mm -hmm. like a spiral stairs. And while the actress is transitioning, the entire stage lifts. like lifts. So you're seeing or lowers. You know, it keeps lifting up and down, and you see a different, a completely different room. It's amazing, right? Without having to move things and out, they just yeah. lift the entire. That's incredible. This does the same effect without moving anything. Well, and they're also getting in, not only is is it moving quickly and it keeps going, but it's also, I think, it's a really good symbol of the passage of time. Because if you see where they set up chairs, it almost it's almost like the, hand, like the numbers on a clock. Mm -hmm. You get the top portion of the clock, and then we as the audience are the bottom portion, which was which kept getting stuck in my head. Right. But then again, like I dissect these things for no, fun. No, but it's, it, we all do that way. Right? We all sort of find our own symbol symbolisms in things and dissect it in our own kind of way. You're dissecting the dance movements. I wouldn't know the first thing of how to dissect that whatsoever. Um, I, I deal more with the acting portion of it, right? Watching John McGraw and his craziness and the spit and things like that. You love the music portion of it, which I love, but I think you definitely are way more musical than I am, right? Well. And that I appreciate it, not that I can sing. But. No, no, yeah, exactly. Not that you approve, and I appreciate. it. I just don't know it. I don't have a, you know what I mean? Like I don't have a deep knowledge of it, and I certainly don't can't remember songs. And do you have a favorite lyrics. song? I don't have a favorite song. I have a favorite um, movement transition because I'm I'm a dance nerd. Okay, talk about it because I can't <laughs> play it on the thing. No, so it's when they're doing my shot, but it's just the fact that they're using the same shapes. And so they're taking a very like simple dance concept of using the same shapes, except it's not like you think you're picking up on a pattern of movement and they start down in plie and they're sort of low like this and then they come up and they move forward and they go back. And it's just the fact that they're also moving so in time, mm -hmm. they use the same choreography and the same steps over and over and over again without a lot of like fancy jumps, kicks, leaps, turns, which I think is really, really smart just because of the amount of athleticism that you need for this. Right. Um, it's not really normal. It's not normal to a musical. Normally you like, they have a saying um, and the producers, it's like turn, turn, kick, turn, 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 kick, turn, 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 kick, turn. It's that's normal. That's typically what you see in a musical is right. like, you see a bunch of stunts one after another, after another. This they're creating shapes and it adds to it. It doesn't, right. it doesn't subtract. It right. Help them tell away. the story. Not trying. Yeah. Not trying to take mm -hmm. it over. Yeah, I think that's right. I yeah. like that. I like that. I see. That's why we needed Sam here, mm -hmm. right? We're talking about things. Okay, so um, do you have a favorite character other than the like a favorite person so far? You you haven't seen the whole thing yet. I'm gonna put no. it right out there in front of you. We we told you to watch it last night. You didn't. We're sort of watching. I fell asleep. <laughs> the one who works at Starbucks. Oh really? There <laughs> just fell asleep. Get some coffee. So I like Lafayette. I like, I, I'm not sold on Jefferson. I like the king. I love to hate Burr. 
That's where yeah, I'm at. Yeah, you're supposed to love to hate. You're, you're supposed to. to. You you're haven't come to. to the, like, you'll see at the end there's some redemption for him. I mean, Little, little spoilers. Little spoilers ah, for Sam. Smarmy little git. I don't yeah. know. He does. It, you, you can see the, the guilt at the end. Like, yeah. he does. Yeah. He does. But what, right from the beginning, he's like, I'm the damn fool who shot him. Mm-hmm. Like he, he even right, he puts it right on front street in the opening yeah. song when they're all yeah. kind of describing to you who they are and who you're going to see throughout this play. He's the one who says, I'm the damn fool who shot him. Not just I'm the one who shot him. He's admitting he was wrong for doing it. Mm-hmm. Well, you also don't normally see that in a musical either. You don't see that kind of Shakespearean introduction of characters. Right. No, it's either. really that's the, a very like Shakespeare thing to do. Introduce yep. them, tell you what happened. And now we're going to tell it to you. Yeah. Yeah. Basically giving away the ending, and then we're going to show you what happened, how it happened. Well, you already know the ending anyways. You do know the ending. But if you watch in the beginning, they say, like, you know, we, you know, if you look, like, the David Diggs and, you know, so Jefferson and Lafayette and then Madison and um, Hercules Mulligan, they say, you know, we fought with him. They did. So as, as Mulligan and Lafayette, they fought with him. As Jefferson and Madison, they did fight with him. In a different way. In they were combative. Way. They yes. weren't, you know. Yeah. And then you they say, you know, him. then you've got uh, Philip, I keep wanting to say Philip Schuyler, but it's not, Philip Hamilton and John Lawrence saying, I died for him, right? Yep. I died for him. And they both did. They both did, that's right. They both did. Yeah. And, you know, and then you've got um, uh, the three women saying, I loved him. Yeah, they all did. And then Burr says, I'm the damn fool who shot him. So it's all, it's all of this foreshadowing and it's also these roles that, you know, play off of each other, right? That they they had these similar roles in his life, and I think that's not by coincidence, right? Certainly. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. So, uh, all right. So, continue. So, delve a little bit deeper into the story because, like we said, there's a lot that they leave out, mm-hmm. but they put in, you know, a lot into it, right? There's a lot of story into and it, and there but are parts that they embellish. Sure. Like we talked about this, the, the, the definitely embellishments and retelling in a different, you know, different people doing the acts that supposed to be done by other people but if you think of like like this relationship that you know supposedly he's having an emotional affair with angelica with his sister-in-law that's very you know hamilton kind of went rogue with that like there's a letter where he writes my dearest comma angelica and they reference that in the show but also like that's the only thing it came from right (laughs) And, and you know Miranda will say that like I took it from there that's what I just kind of ran with it and I'm sure sure there's there's theories uh, not just his right but that that you know these things that you know so that's something that's you know not necessarily the certainly the affair with Mariah Reynolds was absolutely true and he was rumored to be like kind of a dog yeah like always kind of running around on her um but you know I think Men did that then, which doesn't make yes. it acceptable, doesn't make it okay. Right. We were talking about that before we started recording with Sam. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff like the prism. You look at these things and is a yeah. prism of their time. What these people did. And these, you know, these men did amazing things for this country. And obviously our country wouldn't be where it is without them. Well, but the, none of them are perfect. And they did horrific things yeah. that by our standards today would not be acceptable. acceptable. You know what I mean? However, as much as he ran around on her with, right? This was before the internet, before newspapers, before even the gossip column, right? Yeah. Then he writes a pamphlet. He, he, he outs writes, himself. He writes a whole he wrecks his own career by outing himself. On it because he's afraid he's going to be exposed and his legacy. Mm-hmm. He's so his, concerned with that yes, legacy. That his legacy will be tarnished. Yeah. And just that he humiliates, destroys himself. He, he destroys himself and his family. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think there's a, you know, I mean, I can't even imagine what that must have been like for her or for his children to live through. Right. I, I mean, you know, what, what what were you thinking? He was concerned with his legacy. And it's kind of like that, you know, I'm, you know, I might go, to, I'll go to the press first before mm-hmm. the press comes to me and, and spins the story out of control. I'll control the story by just writing it and telling my side first. People do really strange things when motivated from fear. Yes, and that's exactly what he was motivated by, right? Fear of his legacy and ruining everything and losing everything, and it turns out he just caused it himself. But, yeah, he wanted to control the story versus the press controlling the story. Well, and, I mean, I found myself throughout the entire time because he keeps repeating, I'm the bastard son of an immigrant, and I found myself in my head going, okay, we get it. We get it. Shut up. We get it. You don't have to keep being that, but then I had to actually take a step back and put myself in his shoes and say, no, actually, probably for his entire life, it's, yeah, you're the bastard son of an immigrant. Yes. Be happier mm-hmm. at right, the table. Yeah, because um, that, that plays in a little deeper later on, which I think is probably later than where you're at in it, where they're they're like, who the hell is this guy? Like, how is this? 
bastard son of an immigrant. Why are we fighting with him? Like, why is he so powerful? Where the hell did he come from? You know, we were here. We we have, you know, money and power, and he's basically poor until he marries Peggy. You know what I mean? He doesn't he marry Peggy. Peggy, he excuse me. Sorry, sorry, sorry. He marries Eliza. Marries Eliza, Peggy dies, me. and no one talks right, about it. Right, right. No, Peggy, that's why, because that's why it's stuck in my brain, because she's the one that dies, and they don't talk about it. So he marries Eliza, and then he has money, but he's still the uneducated, essentially. You know what I mean? He, he gets educated. He, he comes well, to this country and, and does it, but he's probably, ridiculously smart. He's ridiculously accomplished. There's also probably accomplished. the fact that it chafes that he only has money because it's his wife's yeah. money. It's his wife's yeah, it's, father's it's, it's, Yeah, money. it's bought in money, essentially. It's married to it's money. It's not his. You didn't, yeah. you didn't, it's not inherited money. It's not you know money he made himself. Yeah, it's, it's money he, he married into. And I think it's not only the way he saw him, it's the way other people saw him, right? Like, Adams in particular was brutal with him. I mean, Adams... You know, I've read that other places too. Adams hated him, John Adams. And so, I mean, he doesn't have a place in that government. But because, you know, and, and Adams didn't like him for a whole bunch of reasons. And, you know, I mean, Hamilton was kind of caustic, right? I mean, yeah. I think most people would say that about him too. So, you know, there is there is that piece. He wasn't always like, you know, trying to be super friendly with people. You know, he did. He seemed kind of like just no nonsense, a little bit brutal. Like, I just want to get this. I need to get this bill passed and I'll step on you to do it. Like, I'm just going to get this has to be done. I know this has to be done. I'm smarter than everybody else in this room, so I have to get this yeah. done. You need to just shut up and do what I tell you to do because I'm smarter than you, which doesn't always rub people the right way when you're supposed to be all dealing with it together. Like, that's the whole purpose, right? You're not a king. You're not a dictator. We're supposed to be doing this together, and you're just basically telling us what we need to do. Yeah, he wasn't very good at being political, right? He, he had to not. learn. He had to learn how to do that, yeah. you know. Well, and they do touch on that the ent- from the first, from the very start of the action it's talk less smile more yeah that's burr right yep. that's burr that's burr through and through to a degree though right like you know burr was definitely the the opposite way like he was 180 degrees the opposite way and it didn't really serve him all that well either because he never really got to where he wanted to be right he was never in the room where it happened because he was just too much like i'm just going to well, tell you what i believe you in notice throughout all of the action unless like if a decision is being made, everybody is inside the circle, and Burr only makes it to the outer portion. That's of right. The he's generally yeah, that's right. So he's never in where he wants desperately to be inside the circle. He wants to be in it, the circle. He never. He's but he never does it in because the room he where it smiles happens. too much and doesn't talk enough. He never really puts his foot down. And says this is what I believe in. This mm-hmm. is what we should do. He's just kind of he's too you know playing the field with everybody and too. Well, and he know. also never picks a color. He doesn't transition even when he's on the even when he's supposedly on their side. He's still always in purple. He's not in colonial blue. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so okay, so let's talk about that because that leads in perfectly to the costuming, which is incredible, amazing. The foreshadowing, the different colors, right? You know, he's they're wearing the blue, they're wearing the brown, they're wearing the white when they're dead. You know what I mean? That, you know, or at the beginning. Yeah. I mean, they've all got white on at the beginning. Yeah. Well, that's also to differentiate between main characters and, dan- and like, dancers, right? Right. To Well, with that, but I think, like, if you look at the main characters, they all come on, they're in white, right? Except for the ladies. The ladies are in the colors that they wear, and they wear those throughout. But if you look at, like, Eliza's dress, she's wearing the same color, but it changes. Mm-hmm. Like, it's much more youthful in the beginning than her dress is older. It transitions. It transitions. Yeah. Washington. Washington, you know, changes. She into- also gains accessories as she becomes married to him and then a mother, if yeah. you notice on her dress. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Washington, Washington is, uh, I mean, I think my favorite costuming moment is in the end when Washington and Hamilton are not in the end, but in the one of their last scenes together where they're singing one last time. Yeah. They're both in black, white and black. Right. And you know they both die before the end of they both die before the end of the play. And it's symbolizing that Washington just because he was old. Right. And you know, I mean part of the reason he decided not to run for another term was I mean, if he had, he would have died in the middle of it. So yeah. that would have been a whole mess. So there's this like, you know, did yeah. he, was he sick? Did he know? Blah, blah, blah. Historically. But Hamilton also. How and old know, was he when he left office? I mean, he was up there, right? No, he was in his 60s. If I mean, only we right, had a way to right. which then. If only we had some sort of up. interwebs that we yes, could look this up. But up, back but then, was, 60 was exactly. old. Exactly. I mean, he says, you know, I've spent my life in service to the last 40 years in service to this country. Right. And, you know, to my country. And he, he did. He was a public servant for yeah. a very long time. Yeah. Um, and that. You know, not just All as right, president. So according to the Great Wikipedia, mm-hmm. he was in office from April 30th, 1789 to March 4th, 1797. Mm. Two terms. 
And how old was he? And he died in 90, 1791. No. 1799. 1799. Yeah, a couple of. So two years. So if he had run for a third term. He would have been. He would have right, been dead. He would have been dead. And that, yeah. that would have left the country in a horrible place. Exactly. Well, but they also because talk they, about. He was the, you know, the, 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 the benchmark. He was the pillar. Well, if they that gets taken out in the middle, not a good idea. They also talk about in the, in Hamilton, they also talk about, I have to set this, the, set this example. Yeah. If I don't leave now. The when nation, will I leave? Yeah, because then it becomes the nation a, it becomes, me yeah. after I'm gone. Right, it because otherwise it. it's it's another king, it's a monarch. Exactly. If you don't, you know, who just stays in power indefinitely, you have to let it go to the next person to teach the people how mm-hmm. to make it go to the next person. And you know, peaceful transition of power is a big deal. Right, right. It isn't something that's. I mean, when they were doing this, it was completely revolutionary. Mm-hmm. It wasn't something that had been done on a regular basis. Right. So when they not, were doing it, it was knew. like. Right, the people knew the king, and that yeah. you stay the king until you die, basically. Yeah, exactly. You know I mean? So, and that that would have been, you know, but that's so. I mean, that's peace. But the, with the costuming there, you know, you watch them or Hamilton. You know, Hamilton wears green mm-hmm. at the end of the first act because he's going to be the Secretary of the Treasury. Right. So he's, you know, he's green, and Jefferson is very. Um, I mean, his suit is purple, but it's really, it's not just purple. It's like magenta. It's yeah. very out there. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and Madison, if you look, he's gray. Like right. He's got a little bit of yellow in there, but he's gray. And Madison is more of this, you know, I mean, it fits the character, right? right. If it's the characters Madison they're portraying it. Madison is much it. more reserved. I mean, it's even mm-hmm. in the character portrayal because um, Hercules is completely and totally different. He even like mugs to the camera as he's doing certain things and sticks his tongue out, which we always love a good like a good face moment to the audience, mm-hmm. or at least I do when someone's doing something. I think it's great, but Madison's a complete 180. Yeah, and it is, I mean, it, Madison is just much more, He's he was much more of a conservative, straight-laced, kind of your typical Southern slave-holding guy. Right. You know, in Congress who wanted to see things, you know, needed a mouthpiece, and there came Jefferson. Right. That transition, when they transit, when they, we bring in Jefferson, was fantastic. I love that's one of my favorite songs when he comes in and gets introduced. You wanna play a little bit of it? Yeah. All right, what's the name of that one there? What did I miss? There it is. Where did, what did I miss? Let's see, let me turn this up. It's the beginning of act two. Beginning of act two, what did I miss? Let's let's get that one going because that is still one of my favorites. I'm gonna pull it up here. There we are. Seventeen. Seventeen, eighty-nine. How does the bastard, orphan, immigrant, decorated war vet unite the colonies through more debt? Fight the other founding fathers till he has to forfeit. Have it all, lose it all. You ready for more yet? Treasury Secretary Washington's the president. Every American experiment sets a precedent. Not so fast. Someone came along to resist him. Pissed him off until we had a two-party system. You haven't met him yet. You haven't had the chance. Cause he's been kicking ass as the ambassador to France. But someone's gotta keep the American promise. You simply must meet Thomas. Thomas. And the world still spins I have life, I had draft a declaration Then I said I gotta go I gotta be in Monticello Now the work at home begins So what did I miss? What did I miss? Mm. Virginia, my home sweet home I wanna give Love that song. I love that. I listen to that over and over again. So I like the the Monticello line too because mm-hmm. that comes up later. Yeah. When he's having the debate with Hamilton, you yeah. probably know. You probably repeat it better than I can. When he's having that, you know, the, the the cabinet debate with him, and he's basically like, you know, you're you're just like hanging loose in Monticello, where we're basically doing the work here, and you've just been, you know, screwing around. Like the little in, in little conversations that are happening. So yeah, that's that's one of my favorite. That that. 
battle speech that they have together. Definitely one of my favorite. Cabinet Battle 2. That, I that's right. Cabinet Battle 2. To. Yes, that's number two. I love that they're basically trying to put each other in their place, mm-hmm. but Hamilton definitely does it way better. Staying mellow, doing whatever <laughs> the hell it is you do in Monticello. Monticello. Yep. I love it. He's like, you just bend over. I'll show you where my shoe fits. Yeah. And they start losing. Washington has to step in and stop them. Like, oh, right, that's right, the right, first let's one. A, let's take a break. Let's take a break. That's the first. Is that the that's first, the first one? one. See, I told you. See, she knows it way better than I do. I've seen it a whole bunch of times, but she's got the music part down. So that's she'll the first be one. able to talk about it using that. They, I mean, it's just it, a lot of those pieces. Like, And then there's a point where Jefferson dances in that. Yep. And uh, Hamilton mocks it later. Yep. Like when he's, you know, I mean, it, it's really, it, it's great. It's well done. Like it's yeah. when they're doing the cabinet battle, you can just see it like repeating and following through. Um, and there are certain things like um, in that song, you know, when Madison comes up to, to him and says, where have you been? <laughs> and to be, you know, Jefferson says, uh, France. Uh, France. Wasn't he, that? He ad-libbed that. That was ad-libbed. It was just right, like, was he was in a rehearsal, he just ad-libbed it. And the so director it, loved it. it. Yeah. And the director just thought it was hysterical. Yeah. Because he was like, what do you mean? You know, he just thought it was hysterical uh, and they kept France. it. And it just, you know, it just so then the question becomes like, obviously this, those people, David Diggs and Lynn Manuel, they're not doing the show anymore. Some other people are yep. fulfilling the roles and doing it on Broadway, off whatever they're doing. Does the, uh, whoever's doing Jefferson now, does he have that same, like, so we go to see it. We want to go see yeah. it. But we've seen the show on Disney Plus. Us, it's not going to be the same actors. How is that going to work for you? Well, like I for think me, you it's kind of like oh, I love the show, but I love the actors that played it. I think you have an essence of the character, right? Yeah. So I think like I, I've seen Hello Dolly yeah. with multiple people mm-hmm. as Dolly, right? I've seen it with Carol Channing, I've seen it with Barbara Streisand, and I've seen you know tapes okay, with Carol Bette Midler, Channing and Barbara Streisand, yeah, and Bette Midler. But the point is. They bring mm-hmm. different pieces to it. There are things Midler, that... Midler's also not too shabby herself. Well, that's yeah. point. That's like no, no, no. the one but bit of wonderful are, or another. Yeah. Yeah. But there are pieces that like Carol Channing did yeah. that then Streisand doesn't copy and yeah. parts that she does. And then like I'm thinking particularly of the, you know, the Hello Dolly song. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Midler puts her own spin on it right. in different pieces. So it's the same words, but there are like pieces going through it that yes. everybody kind of does their own spin on. Right, right. So you see, but I think that's the my essence fear. of the character. But that's my fear. I go and watch it. And I, like I said, I love King. Yeah. George, and I love the way he played it. The, I've seen, you know, you can find some clips and yeah. stuff like that of what the what one of the, yeah. another, not necessarily the current cast, but a different yeah. cast, and it's not the same. No, but I think the essence of the character remains the sure. same. But it's That's not. That's the beauty of theater, though. That's yeah. the beauty of artistry. Like, you gotta give the person playing the character the room to do it their way. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Like, but I'll counter that with the fact that I liked it the way he did it. And so I want to see the way he did it, but I'm not going to get to see the way he did it because I liked his version. Well, you can see it. You just have to watch. You can't see it live. Right, right, right. Exactly. That's that's the only, that's the only struggle. You just have to watch Disney, Disney Plus. And yeah. that's fine. I can watch it. It's, again, it's mm-hmm. not ruining my childhood to watch yeah. to watch it a different person doing it. I can always just go back on Disney Plus and watch the one I love. Yeah. Easy enough. And and it is, I mean, I, I, I think the same thing. I mean, I know all the words. I yeah. know everything. I sing along every time. Yes. You know, I can't help it. But seeing a different portrayal or just hearing different voices. Hearing okay, different voices so, will have different inflections. Yeah. And, different, and you so know I, mean? I get where you're coming from, Marco, because if I see, like, so if I were going to go see Annie and it's not Carol Burnett as Miss Hannigan. Right. Or Aileen Quinn as Annie. It's, it's different. not going to be the same for me. Nope. It would be weird if Aileen Quinn was Annie now. It would be a little weird. Yeah, she's little, super cool. I met her. She's, she's super awesome, cool, but she's a little old to be orphan. A little bit, a little bit. A little bit old Sweetie. to be adopted. She's a sweetheart, though. Um, she said I give a good hug. She said I give good hugs. That is true. She you was my first crush growing up. She was my first childhood crush growing up. I'll fully admit that. And I finally got to meet her a number of years ago at a convention. She was there with her mom. Her mom's a firecracker, and you know, her mom's kind of her road manager, if you will. And uh, she she wanted she said, oh, give you a hug. And I was like, okay. And she said, I give a good hug. You do, dear. I do. That's what I've been told that a lot. So anyways, back to Hamilton. Yes, back to Hamilton. No, I was just going to say that I under, I understand where you're coming from with King George because if I see any other Miss Hannigan portrayal, if it's not Carol Burnett, I'm just like, it's not as yeah. good. But I think but, for the standout roles for me, the standout roles, the three for me are King George, David Diggs, and Lin-Manuel Miranda to me. and But the first two first before Miranda, as much as because he's the main so that would be tough to see, but those two, especially seeing different actors portray them, is a little bit is a little will be a little jarring for me. That's all. It's mm-hmm. not going to ruin the play by any means. It's not going to ruin my enjoyment of going to watch this amazing it's just different. show. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just, just going to be a little different. That's it's just all. different, and I I do you know 
I do hope we get the opportunity to see it relatively soon. But Me it too. is. Me too. But it's, I mean, it's not going away anytime soon either. Like everything, yeah. things are starting to come back. I've been watching some stuff. They're reopening yeah. Broadway and things like that. So, you know, this show has been such a phenomenon. It's mm-hmm. not going away anytime soon. Look how long yeah. they ran Cats. It's not going away anytime yeah. soon. So we will get a chance to go see it. You know, whether, yeah. you know, we it comes to Boston that was, or that, that we was do a one trip movie they shouldn't have made. Yes. And, not, and in fact, I was just reading. Not this podcast, please. No, no, it's okay. That the uh, I just read an article, and it could be completely false, but it was it seemed real that uh, Weber was so distraught over that movie, he literally got like a, a, an emotional service talk. <laughs> like, I'm not kidding. I just read that today. It was really. I didn't read the full article because I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. He That's did. He amazing. was so distraught over that movie, how bad it was. Listen, he had to go get a service talk. I'm not. Putting down people who do that, I think it's a yeah. real thing. No, no, no. I just there were a lot of people. That movie caused him to go do that. There were a lot of people who were distraught over that movie. I have not seen it, so I cannot offer an opinion. Yeah. Um, but there were a lot of people, from what I, I I heard, who felt it just found it really rough. I have a hard time with. I don't like, think I've ever seen the actual musical itself, so I wouldn't. It wouldn't I have. I've seen pieces. Other than just being, if it's a horrible yeah. movie, just because it's a horrible movie. Well, no, you know, I think it's the. Dress as weird it, cats it's and, the like. I don't know the quite right way to say it, but like people's faces on cats' bodies freak me out. That's part of the reason. Anamorphite, something like that. So it was part of the reason I didn't watch Lion King um, when they remade it. Anamorphize is what it's yeah. called. So here's the never thing. Never get that word out straight. Disney, if you're listening, please stop making the mouths move. In Homeward Bound, we understood when the animals were talking and their was distinct the animals, voices. You didn't need digital artists moving the mouths. We, yes, we did not need their mouths to move. Please I agree. stop. I agree. Yeah. All Thank right. You. Pretty please stop. Back to Hamilton. So back to Hamilton. I know we tangent a lot, but that's okay. We do. So, I, I mean, I think, and the part that we haven't covered, and I think was one of the most emotional parts for me. So, I had listened to this music for, I don't know, eight or nine months. Prob, prob, in fact, 10 months before um, I got to see it. Yeah, I would say. So, because I was... I, by the time it came out, it came out January third, uh, July third, twenty twenty. Yeah, and I was due July thirteenth yep. of twenty twenty. So I was very, very pregnant. Yes, I was very, very pregnant and very. I'd been waiting for it too. Yes, like I knew it was coming. I had. I was really sad because I couldn't have my work. My work friends over loved it. I couldn't have them over to come and see it because it was the middle of the pandemic, and I was really worried about getting sick. So I watched it, and I must have like I'd seen it. I knew exactly what was going to happen, and I sobbed. I sobbed several times. Yes, you did. But, you know, and times predictably, but the worst, of course, for anyone who's seen it, was at the end when Philip died. When Philip died. Yeah, you still, I, after one of those things, you still cringe and cry when it happens. Well, yes. I mean, and I think it was different, you know, it, it was definitely different. It was different be, different being pregnant and seeing that, but it was different like, you know, in theory, I've always wanted children. I've always wanted to. But then once I was pregnant and I and we were having a son, yep. I mean, that was just the, the end. I couldn't. I, I lost it. And I, I was pregnant. I was hormonal. But I, I cried and cried. I you cried. said it, not us. I cried like Eliza Hamilton. And when I was listening to it and watching that, I just couldn't. I, I couldn't even begin. And I, I, I couldn't even begin to be rational and separate myself from it. I do a better job now, but it's still very, very hard. Yes. And it was still, and you know, at that time it was also very emotional. I was about to, I'd never had a baby before and I was about to give birth and I was very, very scared about that and what yeah. was going to happen. And it was the middle of a pandemic and I had to give birth with a mask on and all of these things. It's something I'd never done before. And you know how well I do with that. I yeah. like to do things really well the first time. And you do. You know, and That's so it okay. was just, it was very, and, but when you listen to that, there's a, a heartbeat that goes through while he's still alive, like yep. a beating drum that goes through. And then when he dies, it stops. Right. And yeah. that was the first time I had really connected it, like mm-hmm. watching it like that. Mm-hmm. And it just like, it just wrecks me. And now every time I hear that, I cry. Yeah. Driving. I, I sometimes like, well, if sure. I'm in traffic, I skip Now it. that we have a child, everything's that things like that are super amplified. But having seen it, like, yeah. I think I knew, I understood that that's what it was, but yeah. seeing those particular pieces together, like, I had never cried before and I had been pregnant for a long time listening to it. But seeing it that well, way, I just, yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Now I can't even, like, if I'm driving in traffic and it comes on, I skip it because I know I'm going to cry. Yeah. There's some you have to. Are there any other songs you skip, per se? Maybe not for that reason, just not really, like... No. I mean, all of them I like. I mean, I have to be in the mood. Yeah. But I, it's very rare that I skip them. Sometimes I will skip, um, if I've had a really bad day at work, 
I'll skip burn. Okay. Because it's just too, I, I mean, it's so beautiful and it's so emotional and it's so heavy. Sometimes I just can't. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes like Burr's songs, uh, uh, like I'm going to wait for it. So I, cause I just feel like he's, you know, he's tortured. Right. You know, and because he's so tortured, I can't, um, I, I just can't sometimes. Yes. But in general, anything that's happier, I don't. The other one, too, is um, uh, what is the song after Philip Schuyler dies? Uh, after Philip after Philip Hamilton dies. Uh, what's, what song is that? The Hamiltons move uptown and learn to live with the unimaginable. It's, uh, it's not a hurricane. No. It's not the Reynolds pamphlet. Where no, after that. No, uh, it's quiet uptown. Yeah, it's quiet uptown. Yeah. I sometimes I can't listen to that. Yeah, I have trouble with that one too. I, it's just not one of my favorite songs. It's very slow. It's you know, it's still a good song. I think it's well written. I just, I just, you know, it's not like a really great song to kick out in the car to. Like so much of the music is so upbeat and you know, it's almost you know, it's dance music essentially, and that is just not. Um, one that gets me is blown us all, blow us all away, mm-hmm. right? Because he talks about they talk about their kids and what their kids are gonna do. Now that I have a son. It even hits home even more. Like he's, you know, he's saying that, you know, we're going to watch you and I'm going to make this world wonderful for you. And you're going to watch you grow up and take charge of the world we're creating for you. But then, you know, his son dies. You know what I mean? So that that's really tough because, you know, that's actually not going to happen. You know what I mean? For him anyway. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that that's one I will. I like I like the song. I'll sing it. You know what I mean? But it's still like it's tough to listen to. It's one of those songs where I'll, I'll put my son's name in. You know what I mean? Just like, you know, like you, you, even though I'm singing it out loud in the car by myself because I don't do this when other people are around because I absolutely hate when people do that. Um, you know, if I'm listening to a song, don't don't sing over the song and inter- change the words on me. Drives me crazy. I'll do it myself when other people aren't around. I sing over the song all the time. I can't help it with these No, no. Lyrics. No, I don't have a problem with you singing over the song, like singing with the song. Mm-hmm. That is totally fine. I do that. We do that all the time. It's when you change the lyrics while you're singing. That, that drives me crazy. I don't know about you. Said that drives me crazy. Sing the song. Sing the lyrics that are there. Sing them aloud. I don't care because I'm gonna probably be doing it too. Just don't I do. change. I the do lyrics. all the time with this. Yeah, and that's totally fine. Particular. I'll change the lyrics if I'm by myself. Mm-hmm. I don't do it when other people are around. Yeah, there are. Um, you know, there there were when I was pregnant. There were you know moments in the beginning, like when he gets sent home from the army mm-hmm. and she's pregnant and she's telling him, you know, I, I you know. I, I relish being your wife. I sobbed through that whole song right before, right before I was going to have the baby. I mean, it was just, there were, I, I cried, wept probably five times. And, you know, being pregnant and super hormonal and emotional, I don't think I would have cried that much, but I definitely would have cried, would have cried and still do cry yeah. when I see it. Yeah. So wh- how far did you get, Sam? I know you didn't watch the get to watch the whole thing yet. What part did you end on? I think I'm halfway through when they're sort of trying to figure out the compromise for... Have you hit the intermission yet? Yeah, I'm past past that. I'm like 50 minutes past that. You saw the room where it happened. Yeah. All right. Okay, gotcha. Excellent. All right. Uh, What else do we want to talk about? Uh, It's it's, it's amazing. There's so much to talk about. We've done a lot. We're up to 53 minutes already, but um, what else else do you want to say about the show? Um, You know, the things that you don't like about the show is anything you know i know sam you were having trouble with the stuff that gets left out yeah i mean i just like but we'll preface it with the fact that it's a musical it's only what two hours how long is it two and a half hours two and a half hours over this man's entire life you know what i mean there's only so much you can put in plus he's not the only character they talk about Th- so this is true it's just like all of a sudden you see peggy you see peggy then never again right and then all of a sudden, her death apparently is not poignant enough in the whole well, telling of not, his story to warrant another song because that's going to have to be right, yeah. or parts of a song to figure out why she's dead. She's just oh. gone. And what the, what they do? We talked about this. What they do is when the sisters are saying their names, when she's supposed to say her name because they did it earlier, they're reprising it. It's a pause. There's a dramatic pause, right? Eliza, you know what I mean? They they say and then boom, where Peggy's supposed to say her name, they pause. Well, and I think it's one of those things that like and I said this too from the very beginning, is when I watch something, I don't know if I said it on air, but I said it with you guys um, before filming, I watch something in the way that I take in things, I'm gonna look at the dancing and the costuming and the set first, Mm -hmm. and then I'm gonna focus on the story and the music, and then I'm gonna focus on the story. So like, it's almost like the story doesn't matter as much to me, 
as what I'm looking at visually, as right. the movement that I'm looking at. But the story bugged you on this one. There's some parts of the story There's that were There's some parts of it that I'm just like, come on. At least explain it. And they do a little bit, right? Like the slavery portion of it that is obviously very much left out, which is something they take a lot of flack for. Um, but it's he did it on purpose, right? They, they touch on it. Mm-hmm. But we know all these guys were, you know, essentially they were including well, Hamilton. Yeah. I mean, slaves. so Hamilton, I don't know that Hamilton did, but his father-in-law certainly did. Right. And I think like there was, you know, I, I, I haven't delved deeply into this, but you know, I mean, there's a, you know, there, there's a, a, a point during the first cabinet bill where he says to Jack, to Jefferson, like a civics lesson from a slaver, Hey neighbor, your debts aren't paid because you don't pay for labor. And it's like, well, yeah, but you know, here's the, you know, who are you yeah. to throw stones because you also own slaves. Right. And everyone else there did too. And yeah. don't, you know, don't pretend that you were an abolitionist because you really want John Lawrence, from what I understand in my reading of the history is not very deep. Truly that was his dream to, you know, to abolish slavery and to have this black regiment, whether Hamilton shared those ideas or ideas or not, it's really vague. Right. Um, or did he kind of fall where the wind blew with that? You know, there's some stuff that says in the beginning of his life, he was definitely more with Lawrence and then married Eliza and, you know, they had money and this came with it. And so yeah, his, his father-in-law had, yeah, so they came with it. So it was kind of like, well, I yeah. might not be against it, but, you know, I'm not, I'm well, not it for it. It makes but I'm not my life so much easier. It makes my life yeah. easier. So, you know, I'm not going to rock the boat here. Right, because he doesn't want to rock the boat with his father-in-law. Exactly. So I think there's a lot, and I wouldn't even want to pretend to know or to have any kind of intelligent discourse on that because right. what do I know? I haven't looked into it very deeply and right. I'm sure there's multiple layers on it. But I think the fact Maybe. is every, you know, every important man on that stage Right. At that time, Washington, Madison, all of them owned slaves. Right. You know, I mean, that's it's it was ubiquitous. Doesn't make it right. Doesn't make it OK. But the, yeah. this country was founded largely by slaveholders. Right. So there's that. That's part of what they take so much flack for is it's a major portion of these people's lives, per se. That we just, major, that we we just, just lovingly skip, edit out. We just skip over because we're trying to tell because this part of the story. Yeah. It's easier because you, otherwise it's a six hour play. So you know what I mean? So you have to kind of the story they're trying to tell is how they form the country, how they form the, the political, the politics. In the well, it's messier, but sure. it's also like, I mean, I think the, the reality is you can't say that they were where they, if they were not part of this upper echelon in the system, they wouldn't and made possible by these people on the bottom mm -hmm. working, yep. right? You know, enslaved people, they wouldn't have been able to do these things. So you can't take that away. Right. You can't, you know, ignore Lovingly that. Lovingly edited out of the you story. But but at the same time, you have to because it's not a sociopolitical drama. So, you know, it, but I think that that's the reality of life. And I think that if you want a fuller telling of things, you have to read biographies. You have to delve into history. You can't depend on a yeah, play. Yeah, you read a book on each, each person. You know what I mean? You can't depend you can't on one book either. You can't just read one book on each person. You also yeah. have to figure out who's doing the biography, yep. what their views are, and where they're coming from. Right. Like, so it's how can, have to edit. A, how can we expect a two and a half yeah. hour play? Right. I mean, that's, that. and, and that's there reality. Are some books that won't even. And realistically, like what we were talking about before, right? There's no one who isn't problematic in some way. And no. this doesn't excuse it. This doesn't make it okay. No. But you have to also take the positive things people were able to do and look at them with, you know, contrast them with the bad. Right. And, you know, I mean, there are extreme examples in this life of sure of people who the bad totally outweighs the good. But for most people, you've got both on both sides. Yep. And that's, you have to take that into account. Yeah. I just think that for me, and maybe it's because I'm a little bit more idealistic or I'm a little bit younger, but I think that if we are doing, and now I get it, this wasn't the medium for it, but if we are like generally as a group trying to have um, a more realistic view of what happened and talk about privilege you also when you're talking about the founding of america you also have to talk about slavery so that's kind of the point this isn't necessarily meant to be the most realistic mm -hmm. because so much was changed and artistically changed and who the people were doing certain things you know what I mean? so when they confront him in the office right to tell him we know you you know we thought you were stealing money because he was getting that wasn't them no right? none it, of them it, did that it no. wasn't two them. other but they weren't going to introduce the yeah. people who did it just to add for that one yeah. part yeah. so you're changing so much of the history to make a musical to make an amazing well, to make it fit to make it fit exactly. within your to time frame fit. with the actors you have and then you know we, there's only so much right and you can't make everything perfect i mean there are movies yeah. that don't do that you know that can spend longer there are serials 
I, I mean, you know but I, I, mean? Like I also think the medium that go longer that yeah. don't. I also think the medium to talk about privilege, though, is not, you know, it's the place we need Hamilton. to start. But the place where we need to start talking about it is really in school, right? Well, yeah. Right. And in the educational system, if we're going to make a difference, yeah. like that's the place it needs to be. But that that's not the purpose. I of I also this, think but, like it could be you can do it in a play. It would have to be longer. But I don't know that wrapping hip hop music around it. Because then it up it levels up the the fun and the excitement and the you know what I mean your your enjoyment of it. That's really not a topic to be talking about in an enjoying, fun, upbeat. Wow, this See, I can't wait to I sing think, about this way. But, but I think that anyone who ever rapped would say would go against that because if you think like if you listen to Biggie or Tupac or again not super well versed in this, they rapped about really serious things and difficult times. And times in their lives that were really hard. So I think that that is the medium in some ways, but if it was talked about from their point of view, yeah. But this is not. This is talked about from the white people point of view. Well, yeah, from done the by non-white yeah. people, yeah. But talked about yeah. from the white point of view. So yeah. that would almost be appropriating that music to well, talk about slavery from a white person's like, point of view. Like, how know. dare you? And there's also the, there are the little jabs like when you watch when Jefferson's singing his song and he's like, "Sally, be a lamb, won't you?" And open that. Like, mm. you know, there's a. Like, I'm going to acknowledge, like, your life was made possible by Sally Hemings, who was your slave girl, who you, you know, at 14, you began to have a relationship with, which it, I can't even call it a relationship. You can't call it a relationship. I know, but I don't Relations. want Relations. I don't, thank you. Relations. I don't want to, that's not the purpose of this, right? Is not to get into that, but I'm trying to be careful here with my words, but that the relations began at that point. Right. Um, you know, and that's, you know, there were little jabs like that, but I think too, it's also... I mean, it's a difficult thing. It's a difficult thing to, you, you have to be able to acknowledge it in some way. Mm -hmm. And while not making the entire show about it. Well, because yeah, it's, because it is, it just, if that, if you're going to do it, then the, that subject deserves its yeah. own spotlight, its own play, its own yeah. telling. Not a minor, exactly. Not, not a, a minor, minor portion nod. of a bigger yeah. story. That is to way yeah. too big of a exactly. story to tell, to tell. Not, not a minor well, nod trying to in talk this. about exactly. the government and the banking and that, the, yeah. and his affair with this woman. And, no. And I think it that becomes, that was, it, it diminishes it way too much. And, and that was some of his point when he was yeah. talking about it. Like. I want to be, you know, if you want to treat this subject, we need to treat it and give it the the treatment it deserves, not some like little nod in this, right? Because that's not one, fair to one this act or yeah. one song. Because that's not yeah. fair to this to right. to the subject right. and to the seriousness of it. So yeah. you leave it out, and you know, I mean, you're going to get flack no matter what, no matter what decision you make. Someone is going to someone will be mad. Someone's going to disagree, and that's okay. You know what? We can all have opinions. Mm -hmm. The thing is, we just don't need to. You know, we we have the internet now. We can all discuss them. Yeah, there's Reddit. Voice. You can have a ton of different threads. Everybody that's has right. a voice. Well, but you know that it is what it is. It is. So it is what it is, and that's a great way to end the show. It is what it is. So it Hamilton is overall. What it is. Uh, Amy, give us your final. You, you love it. It's your. Where, where do you rate it? I love it. I think it's one of the best newer musicals that I've seen. Um, Certainly something you'll rewatch over and over oh, again. Yeah, that I have. And like I said, I'm not a musical person, but I rewatch it on my own. Even yep. when you're not around, I'll just start watching it. I get in the mood or I listen to, like I said, I listen to the soundtrack in my car. So I'm with you. It's definitely high up on my list. Sam, going to finish watching the rest of it? Definitely going to finish it, but I want to carve out enough time to watch it in full and then maybe have enough time to rewatch specific parts just yeah. because of the way that I take in and I process the information. It's yeah. movement first for me. I love so. it. Mm -hmm. It's not really about the story. It's it's about the movement that I'm seeing. I said to her, "You're not watching." She goes, "Yes, I am." We were watching my shot. It's it's what what were you saying to me? They're doing a dance in three. Okay, this is going to be way too nerdy for most of the people listening. But basically, Balanchine came up with this rule: when you're showing someone a movement or a particular skill, you want to show it in three for someone to take in what's happening and they do do that a little bit and set up that pattern in my shot um right in the very beginning but they definitely break it up through and it's not what happens throughout the entirety of the thing and i could spend probably just 30 minutes alone breaking down all of the nods to fossey um throughout the second act but that's just it is what it is <laughs> Okay, that's not what I was looking for. But anyway, she made some specific comment to me about how the dancing was going. And I was like, wow, I would never have thought of that. Well, that's why we had Sam. That's yeah. why we had Sam on the show. All right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take us out with uh, You'll Be Back from the King. What do you think? <laughs> Want to hear that one? Go ahead. That's yeah. still one of my favorites. Let's do it.
The price of my love is not a price that you're willing to pay You cry in your tea which you hurl in the sea when you see me go by Why so sad? Remember we made an arrangement when you went away Now you're making me mad Remember despite our estrangement I'm your man You'll be back Soon you'll see You remember you belong to me You'll be back Time will tell You remember that I served you well Oceans rise Empires fall We have seen each other through it all And when push comes to shove I will send a fully armed battalion to remind you of my love da 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 There's the king for you. Go watch the show. Go get Disney Plus. Watch the musical. Uh, if you love it, we want to hear from you. If you don't love it, we want to hear from you. Send us a line on engage at entertainmentrants.com. All right. Check in on what's with our social media. Uh, leave some comments. Um, and we're on Entertainment Rants on Instagram, Entertain Rants on Twitter. Although we don't do a lot on our Twitter, we really heavily do Instagram, so you can really find us on there. Uh, we'd love to hear from you if you'd like to be on a guest on our show. If you have a particular entertainment topic that you're really passionate about and you want to talk to us about, hit us up. Go through our website and let us know what you want to talk about. So I want to thank Amy and Sam both again for being here. Thank you. Glad to be here. All right, guys. Till next time. All right, everybody. Go out there and continue to keep ranting. <laughs>